Segunda Show. Hey, what's up? I'm Nicole Atkins, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with your host, Andres Jones. Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're here in the studio, tempting fate. To the songs which we will randomly select Here with the help of our friend Synchronicity And now it's time for the Radio 8 Ball Show Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here at Starburns Industries with our musical guest, Don Heffington. Yes. He is providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations and inviting friends and compatriots from his life in music to join him here for his Radio 8 Ball episode and ask their question to the pop oracle. And now we get to have someone who uh, has been mentioned on previous shows. We've had uh, collaborate other collaborators of his, but we've never had him. And now I'm excited to in- introduce him to the realm of the pop oracle, the great Dave Alvin. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. It's an honor to be in the realm of the pop oracle. <laughs> oh, love hearing your voice. I'm on my show, man. Making me very happy. Uh, so, dude. So uh, <laughs> how do you and Don know each other? Uh, I first saw Don when he was playing with Lone Justice. Keeps and, coming up. Uh, keeps coming up. <laughs> I just can't shake it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Well, it, you first met me when I was in the Blasters, man. He's, That's true. These are just facts. There's nothing you can do about it. Hey, remember when I uh, saw you in New York? Remember when I saw you in New York? I hadn't seen you for years, and I thought you sounded so good, and I needed a place to stay. Remember that? No. Doesn't yeah, ring a bell. Do? Doesn't ring a bell. Huh? Okay. <laughs> did, you, did he put you well, up? I'm sure it's true. I'm sure it's true. I'm just... Well, hey. Wait a second. Wait a second. You were at the bottom yeah. line. Yeah, 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 yeah. I told you, man, I haven't been keeping up. You sound great. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, were you playing with Lucinda or who were you playing with? I can't with? remember, Victoria? man. I cannot remember what I was doing there. I just know I didn't I have... I stayed, with, I, I stayed. I think it was Victoria extra, Williams. I stayed an extra couple of days, so I didn't have a hotel. That's all I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. But I yeah. worked something out. I don't remember what happened. So you were you toured with Lucinda Williams and Victoria. You toured with everyone named Williams. Millions of Williams. Yes. Millions of Williams. <laughs> Millions of Williams. And and so and Dave, we've been talking a little bit about the Mosales and Tribute record that uh, that yeah. Sheldon Gomberg and Don Heffington have been pulling together. And we heard that you did a what song did you do on it? My brother Phil and I did a song. Uh, uh, I called Phil. And asked him if he'd be interested, and he said, "Yeah, Wild Man on the Loose." He <laughs> <laughs> didn't even hesitate. He knew exactly what song. And uh, so I called Don and said, "Is anybody taking Wild Man on the Loose?" And Don said, "No." And there was a period in my brother's life where um, um, he was a Wild Man on the Loose, 
but I guess you could say that about all of us. But for whatever reason, that song has always resonated with my brother. So yeah, we just went in with Don and Bob Glob and uh, David Witham, uh, the keyboard player, and Bob Glob on bass, and yeah, just cut it. And as a songwriter, was Mose Allison an influence? Do you? Do the you realm someone? of the Oracle is kind of distant right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's. <laughs> when, there you are. So coming up as a songwriter, was Mose Allison someone you listened to when you were a kid? Did you come to him later in life? When did you come across Mose? Uh, yeah, very, very early in life. A guy named Dan Riley, who was uh, a soul and jazz head in the neighborhood, he used to come over to the house and he'd bring records. This would be like when I was like 10. He'd bring over, you know, he was, he'd bring over a Cal Jader record or a a Jazz Crusaders record or Mose Allison. So that's when I first heard Mose Allison. And then, um, you know, he always struck, you know, it, it, because I was at such an early age, I was such sort of a blues hound that Mose Allison was always cool, you know? Yeah. And it's because Mose Allison straddled the world between, you know, modern jazz and, and sort of funky down home blues, you know? So, um, he was always, as a songwriter, when I started writing songs, um, he was certainly someone I looked to because, you know, Mose Allison could write a, a blues or a blues variation song pretty effectively and authentically. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he had the right, and he had a similar worldview, <laughs> you know. Right. So I always kind of appreciated his very uh, cynical view of humanity. Now, I, I don't want to stir anything up, but I have a brother as well. And uh-huh. I have to imagine that if I called my brother and I and I was like, "Hey, you want to do a Mose Allison tune?" I might have had a, a, a tune in my head, like already. I might have already had an idea, and the, then I, I I could see myself being like, "Oh, I'll go with but with my brother's idea." But did you have a did you have an, any other song that you when you, when you first thought of it was was Wild Man Blues well, the one did, you wanted they to did, do? They, they they didn't ask for a Dave Alvin track. They asked for a Dave and Phil Alvin track. Right, and so that that kind of implies, well, you know, Phil's going to sing this one, so it's whatever Phil wants to sing. Got it. And then, um, um, you know, I would have I would have picked something uh, that was maybe more um, uh, dour in mood. Like, is there one? Yeah. Is there one particular standout that you love doing? I don't know. Well, I don't do them. Oh. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's why was in the shower, maybe, you know. <laughs> I've never done a, I've never had the cojones to do a Mose Allison song live because, right. you know, the thing about, uh, you know, he's one of the great white blues singers. Mm-hmm. You know, there was like, there was, you know, Bob Dylan, uh, Mose Allison, uh, you know, Jimmy Rogers, you know, Hank Williams, and uh, just a few others. Can I can I suggest maybe we, and my we, brother? We should know. maybe I think maybe we should include Lowell George in that in that. You can include Lowell Lowell George, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think of him as being somehow. I think of him as being a kindred and another a, a kindred songwriter, kindred voice, soil soul. Um, but maybe yeah, that's in my I, own. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he, he he's similar to Mose Allison, you know, lyrically. You know. Yeah. So, well, let's get into your question for the Pop Oracle. Uh, what what do you what do you got for us, Dave? Oh, uh, the only thing, the only question that really matters when you when it all comes down is love or lust. 
Love or lust? I love it. You totally caught me by surprise. I didn't think think that was the question, but I, I'll get behind it. So, okay. So now to engage the pop oracle on your behalf, I'm going to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 na. It's song number one. Number one. Which is. Listening for the beat. I guess it's called the beat. Oh, this is good. Lo- love or lust? Let me see if I'm in tune. I spent, what do they say? I spent half my life tuning and the other half playing out of tune. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, think I, I think it's about there, miraculously. So I think we can go. All right, y'all ready? D? There you go, all right. Two, three, four. Well, it's cold and it's still raining, but at least I'm on my feet. As I try to cut through tangled lines of people on the street. I've so many things to tell you, should we chance again to meet? And as I trudge up to the platform, I'm listening. For the beat And now I see how easily night overtakes the day How easily you turned around and simply walked away But you might have heard me call your name from the dark end of the street And a candle lit a window pane while I was listening for the beat My heart keeps on pounding through every new defeat Indiscreet and obsolete and freezing in the heat In the back seat of an old blue Dodge we almost felt complete Looking for an easy out and listening for the beat For the beat For the beat Somewhere south of Babylon, off the crowded street Somewhere near the river's end, where all the angels meet We gather there to pay our fare, salvation isn't cheap And many men have lost their minds while listening for the beat Yeah, well, it's cold and it's still raining, but at least I'm on my feet As I try to cut through tangled lines of people on the street I've so many things to tell you, should we chance again to meet? And as I trudge up to the platform, I'm listening Oh, for the beat For the beat, hit it deep Keeps on pounding through every new defeat Indiscreet and obsolete and freezing in the heat 
In the back seat of an old blue Dodge, we almost felt complete. Looking for an easy out and listening for the beat. Oh, well, it's cold and it's still raining, but at least I'm on my feet. As I try to cut through tangled lines of people on the street. There's so much I need to tell you, should we chance again to meet? And as I trudge up to the platform, I'm listening. For the beat For the beat For the beat That was listening for the beat. No, from, just call it the beat. Just the beat from Don Heffington. The answer to Dave Alvin's question: Love or lust? Love or lust? So, uh, before we get into the divination, tell us a little bit about the background of that song, Mr. Heffington. Oh wow, I'm not sure what to say about that. Uh, um, let's see. What was what was this? Where? How long? How old is this song? Oh, it's not that old. You know, it's less than a year old. Oh, so it's a pretty, fairly pretty new, new. Uh I don't know. I uh, It just started out, I just l- like that line about it's raining, still on my feet, try to cut through tangle lines of people on the street. I don't know, it just kind of turned out being about New York a little bit uh, with the platform, subway platform. I, I don't know, it just kind of came to me. I mean, it's not like there was any plan. Oh, there's one line... Let me see. Backseat of an old blue jo- Dodge. That was the tip of the hat to Edward Keenholz. <laughs> I don't know if you remember him. He's an artist. <laughs> you know, you remember that, right? Backseat oh, yeah. Dodge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else is in here? Uh, South of Babylon. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know why I wrote it or, or anything else. No, it that's, just kind of happened, you I, know? I, I, oh, like, oh, I, do, I will well, say one thing. When it's, I, about, I, it's about the, the Keenholz sculpture. Then <laughs> it's about lust. So yeah, exactly, exactly. right, 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 right. Backseat Dodge, which was banned. I saw that exhibit when I was a kid. Do you remember that? You, you might be a little yeah. younger. The one that was at the I L.A. Remember. County, it was a big deal. Uh, yeah, it was a big deal. It got banned. and uh, It was it, banned, and the you know, yeah, commies in the art, you know, at the art, in the art world, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, yeah. as far as like... Uh, the John Birch Society was all, all what up was, in arms. So what was it about? I'm, I'm not familiar with Krumholtz. He, so. he did sculpture. I guess you'd call it sculpture. Uh, sort of uh, um, with found pieces. And this one particular this one particular thing was an old blue Dodge with a couple that were made out of uh, chicken wire, but they're kind of half-dressed, making out in the back seat. Got it. It was called Backseat Dodge. And it yeah, just it for a, some it had reason. had a radio in it that played music. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he yeah. made pieces that would kind of pull you into them. A lot of them you could actually go inside of. And uh, it had a big effect on me when I was a kid seeing that. And uh, uh, yeah, and, and uh, it made a name for him. I mean, anytime something gets banned, I guess it's good for business. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, you know, I shouldn't say that. I mean, it was more than business. He was a real artist. And, uh, you know, and he helped put the, uh, the um, you know, focus on L.A. artists back then. He was part of the Ferris Gallery. And, uh, you know, him, Ed Rocher, and uh, a whole batch of them were part of the Ferris Gallery. And, 
you know, so he's in there, and yeah, love and lust. I mean, it is about love, and I suppose there's a bit of lust in it. Now, which wins out, I don't know. Well, let's check in with, so Dave, what do you, what did you think about that as the answer to your question? Well, you know, it's kind of, uh, I got kind of, uh, I couldn't hear the lyrics real clear, but uh, I got a musician story vibe off of it, off the lyrics I was picking up. Yeah. And uh, I would say most musicians, well, a lot of musicians, let's put it that way, when they start playing music, they're attracted to the lust of it. Mm-hmm. And but then to continually do it night after night after night, and sometimes it can be depressing and difficult and um, taxing and spiritually draining and financially draining and et cetera, et cetera. At that point, you're not really doing it for the lust anymore. So <laughs> yeah. So it may be about the love. That's, that's you know what? I'm not an oracle. I'm just a loud guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're on. I think you're, that's that's what I was hearing. I was hearing it like that line, the that whole it's cold and still raining, and I uh, and I'm trying to cut through tangled lines. That seems sort of sort of sad and lusty, like like sort of nothing sad about lust. Well, that <laughs> yeah. that's sort of like, but there's something desperate about it. Like I'm like that that desperate. Young, like I'm out in the rain, Stella. You know, like like come down. I must have you. Like that, like you're talking about that initial passion, but then that it keeps coming back to. I'm listening for the beat, and it made me think uh, of like we think, like we think we we want the thing we lust after, but then we get bored of it after we get it, unless because unless it has that other thing, we're looking for the right. beat, the beat of the heart, the beat, yeah, exactly. like, yeah, the thing that draws yeah. us to music, to art, to rhythm, life. You know? Rhythm of life, et yeah. cetera, you know, wasn't it? You know, I, I was afraid being a drummer, people think I was talking about the drums or something. You know what, I didn't, it's, it's I, until you said that, I didn't even think about that. Good, good. But now yeah. I'm thinking, that's the, now that's anyone is, is going to think about when they hear this. Yeah. So you just no. shot yourself right in the beat. No, no, <laughs> no, no, they had cancel that. <laughs> So well, I, I I cannot go against the oracle. <laughs> well, well, speaking of love and lust, I want to share another like a, a fun synchronicity that 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 occurred today. So uh, we put these podcasts out every day, and today, the day we're recording this, we released the second one from our Jeff Burner episode. Jeff Burner's a great songwriter and accordion playing traveling musician from Vancouver, and he has a song called Rule of the Road, which is called Rule of the Road with apologies to country Dick Montana. And uh-huh. so he's, it's references uh, his the thing Country Dick wrote about rules of the road. And so uh-huh. I was looking for some video to put up of it, and I'm looking for the Beat Farmers and Country Dick, who I played with back in the day, but actually on a show with Stan Ridgway, which reminded me that this song kind of reminded me a little bit of like a Stan Ridgway kind of oh, yeah. feeling. But so I'm looking for the video of for video of Beat Farmers, and what do I come across but a video of the Beat Farmers playing with none other than Dave Alvin. And yeah. so I posted that in the blog today because I was like, well, this it's perfect. Dave's going to be on the show. And here we are. The Oracle's, the Oracle is already sort of drawing you in. So uh, and speaking yeah. of love and lust, yeah, that's a guy friend, who my dear friend, dear, dear friend, country Dick Montana. So did you play a lot with with them? 
with Country Dick. And the beef farmer. Uh, it depends, yeah. We did we did two tours as a thing called the Pleasure Barons, which was Dick's brainstorm around 1989. Of uh, Dick, so I did this before the whole sort of swingers revival happened, mm-hmm. and before Vegas became cool again for a certain amount of people. And what Dick figured out is, you know, at some point we're going to get old and we're all going to wind up playing Vegas and we're going to have to do whatever our hit or semi hit or almost hit was, but we're also going to have to do Vegas material. And so he, he wanted to put together a 14 piece band and we did, it was me and country Dick and Mojo. Uh, and on the second tour we had like John Doe played bass and, uh, Rosie Flores was singing and Katie Moffat was singing, but yeah, we had, uh, you know, a three piece horn section and the whole nine yards, you know, and, and you were we doing like, vague, like standards from the, and we were American pretty swarming, but I'd known Dick since, uh, about 1982, 83. And, uh, cause the beach farmers used to open up shows for the blasters and, and, uh, you know, he was just a, a force of nature. You know, if, if I asked Dick the question I asked of the Oracle, um, the answer, I know what the answer would have been. It wouldn't have been love. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he was that kind of guy. I miss him. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was, uh, I only got to see him. Like oh, I said, the Oracle once. has disappeared again. Sorry. I only got to see him. I only got to see him once, but, uh, it, mm-hmm. it made an impression and, uh, and, and yeah. So, uh, but I, I want to go back. I'm just so curious. I didn't get when you, when you did this tour, were you doing American songbook songs like Vegas type? songs or were you doing yeah, a little bit well as much as we could play you know we did uh dick's big numbers were uh take a letter maria and we did a tom jones medley of uh, it's not unusual delilah and uh what's new pussycat <laughs> and what uh, did you sing what did uh, you sing dave i did um games people play oh. things like that uh, which I always loved. And it was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity to do a song I've always loved. Yeah. You know, Mojo was doing stuff like Amos Moses, Amos Moses, you know, Jerry Reed kind of things. So, and the band was great, you know, so it was a pretty good show all in all. Yeah, yeah I, I've never heard of this. And that sounds like one of those, like, should be in the history books kind of shows, like a Rolling uh, Thunder Google, review for that era. Go to yeah, go to YouTube and look up the Pleasure Barons. You'll see me in a white tuxedo. I'm going to post that with this with this blog. You bet. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, there's a pretty good version of games people play on there. Yeah. Now you're. I have a feeling you're not talking about the Spinners version, the Spinners song. You're talking about Joe South. Joe South. Okay. Games people play. Um, I grew up on that. Uh, that's the Spinners version. So that'll always be the games people play for me, but I know that that's not the original. Um, yeah, I don't think we had the harmony vocals to pull off the spinner version. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun song. Uh, yeah, spinners well, are great. Uh, well, you know, Dave, uh, I'm, I'm not going to put you on the spot here, but one of these days, we, we I really want to have you as a guest on this show. We've had uh, plenty of your friends, and we'd love to have you as a musical guest, but thank you so much for being on the show with Don. By the way, Don, Don, I got to get together with you before I leave town. I got, I just got copies of the, uh, the, the Jimmy Dale and Dave record. Oh, great, I man. Yeah, I want to check it out. You're, uh, you're going on tour with Jimmy Dale Gilmore and with Dead, uh, you doing some shows with Dead, with Dead Rock Wests? They're opening up, yeah. 
Yeah, they were talking about it. They actually got the, they announced that tour on this show, and they're fantastic. I just I absolutely love them. So any chance to give a shout out to Dead Rock West and oh, yeah. the great Price Jimmy Dale Gilmore. Oh my God, yeah. that's going to be a great show, great tour, and I'll, I'll yeah. make sure to put uh, links to all that in the in this in the show notes. So anyone who wants to go out and see you in person with the great Jimmy Dale Gilmore and the fabulous Dead Rock West, uh, I encourage you to do so. I'll probably see you there. Thank you very much. Yeah, great. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. It's a good show. Hi, this is your old friend Dave Alvin, and right this second, you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with your pal, Andras Jones. You are such a pro. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. That was good. <laughs> Man. Yeah. That's how you get the big money for those commercials. <laughs> I'm rolling in the big money. Yeah, baby. I know. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. All right. Have fun. Thanks a lot. Take care, man. Okay. Okay. Bye. You guys are killing me. Look what the time is. 7.59. We are still on schedule. This never... Are you kidding, man? Because you're a drummer. On time, you're, you're, under budget. You're a drummer, man. You just keep the time. You can't help it. You're just uh, in the room. All right.